Amen, amen. Definitely want to thank Sister Lajara for allowing God's Spirit to use her this morning and bring seasoning to our worship service as well as Brother Jojo and Sister Sheila. We're going to see what God has for us today and turn with me if you would your Bibles to Joshua chapter 5 Joshua chapter 5 and we're going to look at verse 13 to 14 Joshua chapter 5 and we're going to look at verses 13 to 14 I'm gonna ask that you keep your finger on this passage because it's from this text we will get our sermonic points this is an expository message Looking out into the audience, it's so good to see Sister Fleming. Uh, Sister Fleming, so good to see you. Um, but in respect and honor to the Word of God, we're going to ask that you just stand to your feet as we look at and read this passage of Scripture found in Joshua chapter 5, verse 13 to 14. And what the Word of God reads and it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked and behold there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand and Joshua went unto him and said unto him art thou for us or for our adversaries verse 14 reads and he said nay but as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? Want to speak for a short while on the subject I've entitled, Whose side are you on? Whose side are you on? Let us pray. Heavenly Father, speak to us today. We need to hear from you. Change us from this encounter we will have with you today. Forgive me of all of my sins so that your spirit will not be restricted from doing something special. Lord, if no one ever remembers who spoke, let your church family remember that they heard a word from you this Sabbath day. This we pray, Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. This passage is a fascinating passage of scripture. And what we have to understand at this moment is Moses is dead. Uh, the baton has now been passed on to Joshua to lead the people of God. And what's very interesting, when we read the book, Patriots and Prophets, the servant of the Lord says that Joshua is now filled with anxiety, worry, and self-doubt. Uh, Joshua realizes that he has big shoes to fill that was left behind by Moses. 
And Joshua did not know what he was going to do. He, he probably feels all alone. And if you go back and you read Joshua chapter 5 and verse 6, you would discover uh, that, that all of his friends, all of the mighty men of value and the soldiers that were with him when they left Egypt are now dead. He feels all alone. And, and verse 7 says he's left now with, with the children of these friends of his. And, and Joshua is filled with self-doubt. But, 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 but during your moments of solitude and intimacy with God, I would suggest that you read Joshua chapter 1 uh, because now as Joshua is worrying and anxious, God begins to speak to Joshua. And I love the passage of scripture, and I love the phrase, I should say, that, that God repeats to Joshua in Joshua chapter 1. And it's a simple phrase that says, I will be with you. And maybe this is a word for somebody today that, 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 that you're stuck between a rock and a hard place. That, that the weight of the world is on your shoulders, and God is trying to tell you today that he'll be with you. See, every now and then, God will allow us to, to go through an impossible situation. Every now and then, God will put the weight of the world on us uh, and a weight that we can't lift. Every now and then, uh, uh, God will allow uh, all of these adversities to come our way. And the reason why he does it, not to remind us how big our problems are, but he does this to remind us how big our God is. And see, though your situation may be bleak, God will be with you. Though you may not know which way to go, God will be with you. Uh, you may need answers to the difficult questions of life. I want to tell you that God will be with you. And just like God was with Moses and Joshua, just like God was with those three Hebrew boys in that fiery furnace, just like God was with Daniel in that lion's den, God will be with you today and forevermore. And see, brothers and sisters, uh, this, this is what we have to understand today, is that God loves us and he'll always be with us. But see, what I love about this story, of course, when you read the book Patriots and Prophets, again, Joshua's filled with so much anxiety, he now finds a secluded place. He goes outside of the camp because he needs a word from the Lord. And when we read this passage of scripture, what's so amazing of it uh, is that here it is. Joshua is worried. He's, he's anxious. He's filled with trepidation. And now as he's seeking the face of God, what happens? God shows up. And this is what you have to understand is that if you, like Joshua, earnestly seek God, God will eventually show up. Now, now, now this is not something that, that, that I, I've read in a book. This is not just simply something I heard somebody say. This is not some theory, but this is something that I've seen in my life. 
I, that when I was afflicted with cancer, when I was in a hospital bed, when the doctors gave up on me, I turned my face to God and God showed up. And this is what you have to understand. You are not alone, brothers and sisters. While the situation may seem impossible, you serve a God who specializes in miracles. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29 and verse 13, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. And every day that you have life, you've got to earnestly seek your Lord and Savior. And when you do this, God will show up. But I love this story because this is a great theophany in scripture. And, and in this story, I would suggest to you that we see four points from this text. Four points from this text. And, and bear with me because I'm not going to hold you long. Number one, we see an important question. Number two, we see an important truth. Number three, we see an important actualization. And number four, we see an important action. And so let's go back to the passage of Scripture and let's look at verse number 13. We see an important question. And the word of God says, And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho, that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him this very important question, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? Now, this is a very important question that we need to ask of everything that is in our life. And, and, and to understand this story, what you've got to understand is that here it is. God's fame has now been proclaimed across all the surrounding heathen nations. Uh, these nations, these foreign nations, they heard about how God uh, defeated the Egyptians in the Red Sea. They heard about how the Israelites marched on dry land across the Red Sea. They even heard of God recently allowing the Israelites to cross uh, past the Jordan. They even heard how God helped the Israelites defeat the two kings of the Amorites. And now all of the heathen nations are on high alert. Uh, they're afraid of the Israelites. And, and Joshua now knows that uh, he is at war. And because he knows he's at war, he asks this very pivotal question. Are you for me? Or are you against me? And brothers and sisters, what you have to understand that because we are living in the last days, we are at war. And everything that is in our life, we've got to ask that question. Is this thing for me or is it against me? Uh, we've got to realize that our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. And right now, we are determining our eternal destination. And you've got to ask that pivotal question. Is this thing for me or is it against me? Years ago, three, four years ago, I used to play a game with LJ. And I would pick him up. And I would toss him in the air and I would catch him and I would put him on my shoulders. I would spin him around and, and he would laugh and he would really enjoy that game. And after I would put him down, 
I would turn to his sister, who's roughly five, six years old at the time, Lauren, and I would ask her, uh, and I would say to her, Lauren, it's your turn. And Lauren, she would look up at me, and she would say, no, Daddy, that's dangerous. Mommy would not like it if you dropped me. And I would try to explain to her that, no, no, I, I won't ever drop her. But, but she, she, she knew uh, in her mind that that, that was not very uh, safe. And, and unfortunately, Lauren and Sine have always been the fun police in our household. And, and the favorite saying of Sine and, and Lauren, and they would always go back to my wife and say, Daddy is doing dangerous things again with LJ. But, but, but the funny thing is if that if a six-year-old could have enough sense to, to be able to decide what's dangerous and what's safe, uh, how much more of us as Christians should we realize that there are certain things in our life that we shouldn't have? Uh, there are certain places that we should not go. There's certain music that we should not listen to. There's certain associations and friendships that we should not have because we are living in the last days. And again, everything we do determines whether we're going to go to heaven or whether we're going to be burned up completely in hell's fire. And then that's why it's very important that you ask that question, is this thing for me or is it against me? Now, of course, Joshua asked that question to the wrong person because obviously God was for him. Uh, but, 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 but we need to ask that question of everything in our life. There's some of us that need to let go of the job that we're working because it's going against our Christian beliefs and standards. Uh, there's some of us that need to let go of certain habits because it's bringing us down spiritually and in the end we will be lost by it. And brothers and sisters, uh, what you have to understand today is that we have to, to, to understand the seriousness of the times that we're living in today. But, but, but there's a second thing, and, and I love this story that we see. Not only do we see an important question, but what we see, number two, we see an important truth. And let's continue on, and let's look at verse number 14. And so verse 13, basically, Joshua says, Art thou for us or for our adversaries? But verse 14, and I want to read this first phrase, and he said, Nay, but as the captain of the host of the Lord, I am now come. Now, now, now this creates a little twist in the story because, again, we've got to understand who Joshua was. Joshua was a man of God. Joshua was the leader of God's people. Joshua was obedient to the will and to the word of God. And now Joshua, because he doesn't know who this is, he asks the question, are you for me or against me? And you would think that God would declare, yes, I'm for you. And see, this is a problem when it comes to many of us, brothers and sisters, because the problem with too many of us is that some of us, we either view ourselves as being one or two things when we, we should view ourselves as, as another option, but, but we either view ourselves as the hero in our story or we view ourselves as the victim in our story. 
We're either the hero or the victim. We're never, we never can see ourselves as being the villain. And we can never see ourselves as being the victimizer. Uh, we're always either the hero or the victim. And, and, and what God was basically trying to tell uh, to, 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 to Joshua is that it does not matter that you keep the commandments. Uh, it does not matter that you follow me because the more important question is not if I'm on your side, but the more important question is are you on my side? And this is the question that we have to ask ourselves every day we have life. Am I on God's side? It doesn't matter that your name is on the church roll. It does not matter that you have a certain type of diet. It does not matter that you hold church position. Because there are some people who are going to go to hell straight from a church pew. Uh, there are some people who, who, who eat a certain type of way and put all types of good foods into their, their, their system, into their bodies, but their heart is deceitfully wicked. This friend of mine who's a police officer, it's very interesting that just last week he was telling me his workout regime, and, and I was amazed by it. And he would tell me that how he would go to the gym and lift weights. He would spend long times uh, on the treadmill. And, and what he would tell me is after he would go to the gym, then he would either go to a jujitsu class, a martial arts class, or he would go to a Muay Thai class, which is another type of martial arts class. And I was really shocked at this because I knew that he worked long hours and I, and I said to him, well, listen, you must really like working out. You must really like martial arts. And, and he had to correct me and say, no, 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 I, I don't lift weights and, and, and run all those miles on the treadmill. I don't go to jiu-jitsu class and Muay Thai because I love it. But I do these things because I'm trying to stay alive. And he told me that, and he said just the night before that, that he was out patrolling the area and, and a guy who was high on drugs broke a bottle, a beer bottle, and uh, tried to attack him. And when this guy tried to attack him, he took out his stun gun and he shocked the man, but the guy kept coming. Uh, he shot him again with this stun gun and again the guy kept coming and he said he could have taken out his gun and possibly shot him but he knew that he would take the life of this man and it could jeopardize his job or he could go back to his jujitsu training. And he says that, that he, he learns jujitsu to save his life and to spare the lives of criminals. And every day that he has spare time, he's going to do whatever it takes to learn these things and put time into the gym so that his life can be spared. And brothers and sisters, again, I, I have to tell you, saints of God, we are living in the last days and we have to, to realize the seriousness of the times that we're living in. And it matters the way that we live our life. It matters the things that we put in our body. It matters the associations that we keep. And the question is today, how are you living your life? The, the more important question is not if God is on our side. The more important question and the truth is, are you on God's side? 
Are you doing everything in your, in your strength to be on the side of God? Are you watching uh, the things that you look at? Are you spending quality time with your Lord and Savior? Are you on God's side? Not only is this an important truth, but then we see an important actualization in the text and if we can continue on in verse 14, point number three, and Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, what saith my Lord unto his servant? And so here it is, this, this soldier, this leader of God's people, he sees this mysterious figure and once the mysterious figure answers him, Joshua now has enough sense to realize that this was not some mere prophet. Uh, this was not just an angel. This was not just some uh, religious person, but this was Jesus himself. God himself, and, and of course the pen of inspiration tells us this truth, that this was Jesus standing before him. And Joshua had enough sense to realize that it was God right before him. See, see, you know what the problem with many of us today, and, and I've said this before to us, before, that, that the problem with too many of us today is that some of us, we, we don't think that God talks to his people anymore. Uh, because uh, we don't have visions and we don't see angels and we don't see all of these miraculous things before us, we think that God does not try to speak to his children. Uh, but, but what you have to understand is that, in fact, God does talk to us daily. Uh, every day that we have life, God is trying to reach out to us. Every time the preacher preaches, God is trying to talk to you. Every time that you wake up in the morning and you have life, God is trying to talk to you but can you open up your eyes and see when God is moving in your life now the thing that I love about Joshua is Joshua had enough sense to realize who this was and the question is do you realize when God is moving in your life years ago I had very bad eyesight very bad eyesight and and what I decided to do I decided to get uh, LASIK surgery on my eyes and, and bear with me, I'm not trying to advocate that anybody get LASIK surgery because some people uh, don't have the great responses to LASIK surgery, but I, but I had LASIK surgery and, and this bad vision that I once had uh, was gone and I had 20-20 vision. I was able to see, and I, I didn't need glasses or, or I didn't need any type of contact lenses. And I hated wearing contacts because I would always sometimes get eye infections because my eye was very sensitive. And I decided to get LASIK surgery, but, but the doctor told me uh, roughly uh, 13, 14 years ago that even though you're going to get this surgery, there's eventually a time where your eyesight is going to go bad again. And in, fig, in fact, after uh, 13 years, uh, no longer do I have 20-20 vision, uh, but now it's 20-30 vision. 
Uh, but I would suggest to you that, that, that there is a type of heavenly surgery that we can have that can allow us to have the perfect vision that we can operate in these last days. And when we ask Jesus uh, and God to impart his Holy Spirit on us, we can see more clearly. Uh, we can make the right decisions. We can walk in the path that we should go. Uh, we can be able to hear God's voice because the Holy Spirit is operating on our hearts. Brothers and sisters, today the problem with some of us, why we get so discouraged, why, why we get so taken back when temptations and trials come our way is because we don't have the vision to see when God is moving in our life. And that's the beautiful thing is that God will always move in your life, but do you truly have the vision to see it? But then finally, number four, the last point for today, and I, I love this story. The last point that we see, verse 14, and again, I'm going to read that last phrase again. Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And so, point number four, what we see is that there was an important action. Uh, that, that, that not only did Joshua have an important question, uh, not only was an important truth relayed to Joshua and there was an important actualization that took place in his life, but, but after realizing that, that God was in his presence, Joshua's behavior and actions changed. Uh, Joshua began to fall to the ground and worship his Lord and Savior. And brothers and sisters, what we have to understand is that when God comes into our life, we can't act the same way we used to act. Uh, but, but there has to be a change of behavior. We've got to begin to worship God in our life and through our actions and through our behavior. Familiar stories actually told, you've heard it before, but it's so fitting for today, of a husband by the name of Jim who was cutting up. And this husband was not doing what he was supposed to do. This husband, every night, he would go out drinking with his friends to the local bar. If he was not drinking with his friends, what this husband would do, even though he would leave his wife and children behind, he would uh, sometimes cheat on his wife. And so this wife of his, this loving, faithful wife, finally got tired of her husband's cheating ways, tired of his drinking ways, and she decided to change the locks of her front door. She decided to pack up all of her husband Jim's things and put it on the front step. And when the husband finally came home 3 a.m. in the morning, he put his key into the door and he realized that the locks were changed he realized that the gig was up. Now he begins to knock on the door. Now he begins to get on his knees and he begins to say, I'm sorry. He begins to cry out to his wife, will you just forgive me? But what you have to understand is that this is the same thing that, that Jim will always do every time he would mess up. He would get down on his knees and ask for forgiveness. But his wife was so tired of his behavior that she, she opened up the window and she stuck her head out the window and she says, Jim, 
if you love me prove it sad reality is that many of us we say that we love God but our actions don't prove it uh, we say that we love God but but we we carry on like the ways of the world and we don't prove it we we say that we love God but but we treat people and talk to people all types of way we say that we love God but but our associations don't prove it and brothers and sisters we are living in the last days and we have to choose which side we're gonna be on it's not enough for your name to be on the church roll it's not enough for you to hold church position it's not enough for you to return tithe uh, but 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 the question is today have you fully submitted your heart and life to the Lord if you love God that means you need to keep his commandments if you love God that means that that you need to make sure that you keep your lamps trimmed and burning brothers and sisters it's time for us to choose which side we're going to be on two simple appeals today today you've heard the message and it's your desire simply to be on God's side and if that's your desire today to be on the side of God to be saved in his kingdom when he returns and if that is your plea that's your desire today I'm just asking that you stand to your feet for special prayer yes God I want to be on your side yes God I want to do whatever it takes to be saved in your kingdom I'm tired of living in this sin sick world I'm tired of all of the disappointment and heartache and 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 God I want to be amongst that number that will be saved in your kingdom that's your desire stand to your feet second appeal Maybe you were blessed by the special music. Maybe God has been speaking to you all throughout this service. And today you know that you need to make your calling and election sure. You need to either be baptized for the first time or you need to be rebaptized. I need all heads bowed, eyes closed at this time. I need the church to pray. I need the church to pray that somebody will respond to this appeal. But if it is your desire to be in the next baptism today, your desire to be saved in God's kingdom maybe to get Bible studies but the next time we have a baptism you want to be among that number I'm just asking that you raise your hand today God is calling you God is calling you God loves you with an everlasting love I see your hand my brother amen 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 we can record that inf information that name God's Spirit is working. We need the church to pray uh, that someone else will respond to the appeal. Is there another? God is calling you that you want to be in the next baptism, that you want to make your calling and election sure in God, that you're tired of living in this sin-sick world, you're, you're tired of of people disappointing you you're you're tired of seeing all of the corruption in this world and and you want to make heaven your home today that's your desire today and you want to be in the the next baptism I'm just asking that you raise your hand God is calling you raise your hand raise your hand maybe you're watching us online your home 
and it is your desire to be in the next baptism please all you have to do is text the word baptism to that number that's on the screen because it's time for us to get it right with our Lord and Savior God is on the verge of coming back and it does not make sense to live in a world filled with so much pain and heartache to live in a world that's just like hell and when God comes back because we have not given our heart completely to him we will burn in hell it doesn't make sense so if it is your desire to be in the next baptism raise your hand raise your hand God is calling you God is calling you God is calling you God is calling you God loves you with an everlasting love and there is nothing that you could have ever have done that would stop God from loving you. If you were the only one to mess up, if you were the only one to sin, God would have still sent his son to die on the cross just for you because he loves you. And you are special in his eyes. Does not matter what so-called friends say about you. Doesn't matter what family says about you. All that matters is how God feels about you. And God loves you with an everlasting love. Today, if you hear the voice of God, he's calling you to be in the next baptism. Raise your hand. Respond to the appeal. God is calling you. God is calling you. I'm not going to belabor this appeal, but if it is your decision to be in the next baptism, please see me after service. Please text the word baptism to the number on your screen but then finally I have a third appeal third appeal for everyone today if you've heard the voice of the Lord today I, I want to encourage you not to keep this message to yourself but but there's someone else who needs to be blessed by this message and we want to encourage you to share this service on your Facebook page to share this service by texting it to one of your friends and family members from YouTube to like this broadcast so that this broadcast and the analytics could be uh, shared on other people's feeds so share and like this broadcast do your part to evangelize the world and to finish the work of God let us pray Heavenly Father songwriter says it best prone to wonder lord we feel it prone to leave the god we love but take our hearts take and seal it seal it in thy courts above lord we need a greater experience with you we need a deeper walk with you we know that there are many temptations that are calling us there are many distractions that are trying to pull us away from you but Lord, we're asking that you pour out your spirit on us. Help us to be on your side. Help us to be saved in your kingdom. Help us to hold on to your unchanging hands. So Lord, we're asking that you bless those who responded to the appeal, who stood up. We ask that you bless those who have made a decision for baptism. Lord, we're asking that you do whatever it takes to save us. So that when that great day comes, we can be among that number that will live eternally with you. This we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Amen. You may be seated. This time we will have another musical selection by Sister Najara. Oh, Lord, hear my 
really about what side are we on I want to thank Pastor Newton for that reminder in scripture as well and for the reminder in song to saying Lord don't pass me by how fitting God didn't pass the children of Israel by he showed up with a sword drawn and lets us know that God will not pass us by but he'll show up with a sword drawn thank you so much the jar I appreciate the message in song at this time we're going to transition in our service for the celebration part you know, they always talk about the encore for the party. So we just had a party just now in scripture. Now we're getting ready for the encore on the encore. And Sister Mandy, you're up. The Lord is, um, has preserved this time for you. We also have another dear brother who is going to also go down the water of grave baptism. He's in the back getting prepared right now. And so it's interesting when you have a young person in 2022 who says, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. I want to give my life to the Lord and I want to call him my Lord and I want to call him my personal savior. And so, Sister Mandy, I'm going to read a few of these baptismal vows and you can say yes, you can raise your right hand, you can nod, you can jump, you can turn around. As long as you just give some affirmation that this is your desire, what you want to do. You can put your hand down. I know you're ready to do it. But what I'll do is once I'll read each vow, you can then raise your hand, um, attesting to the fact that it is your desire, in fact, to do so. And we're going to start now with, our dear Mandy, do you believe there is one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, a unity of three co-eternal persons? Amen. Amen. Give us some love, church family. Give us some love. Our dear sister, do you accept the death of Jesus Christ on Calvary as the atoning sacrifice for your sins and believe that by God's grace, through faith in his shed blood, you are saved from sin and its penalty? And as the Spirit moves you throughout the reading, if you want to put your hand up during the reading, go right ahead. The Spirit will move you. Let it move you. Do you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, believing that God in Christ has forgiven your sins and given you a new heart, praise God, and do you renounce the sinful ways of the world? Amen. Do you accept by faith the righteousness of, of Christ Jesus, your intercessor in the heavenly sanctuary, and accept his promise of transforming grace and power to live a loving Christ-centered life in your home and before the world. Amen. Do you believe that the Bible is God's inspired word, the only rule of faith and practice for the Christian? Do you covenant to spend time regularly in prayer and Bible study? Amen. You're waning, church. You're waning. I'm just going to say that you're waning. I, 
you know, just I don't I don't hear it do you accept the Ten Commandments as tra as a transcript of the character of God and as a revelation of his will is it your purpose is it by your purpose uh, by the power of the indwelling Christ to keep this law including the fourth commandment which, re which requires the observance of the seventh day of the week as a Sabbath of the Lord and the memorial of creation amen do you look forward to the soon coming of Jesus and the blessed hope when his this mortal shall put on immortality as you prepare to meet the Lord will you witness his loving salvation by using your talents in personal soul-winning endeavors to help others be ready for his glorious appearing amen do you accept the biblical teaching of spiritual gifts and believe that the gift of prophecy is one of the identifying marks of the remnant church amen do you believe in church organization is it your purpose to worship God and to support the church through your tithes and offering and by your personal effort and influence amen do you believe that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and will you honor God by caring for it avoiding the use of that which is harmful abstaining from all unclean foods from the use manufacture and sale of alcoholic beverages from the use manufacture or sell of tobacco in any of its forms for human consumption and from the misuse of or trafficking in narcotics or other drugs amen do you know and understand the fundamental Bible principles as taught by the Seventh-day Adventist Church do you purpose by the grace of God to fulfill their will to fulfill his will by ordering your life in harmony with these principles amen do you accept the New Testament teaching of baptism by immersion and the desire is it yours to be baptized as a public expression of faith in Christ and his forgiveness for of your sins amen and Mandy do you accept and believe that the Seventh-day Adventist Church is the remnant church of Bible prophecy and that people of every nation every race and every language are invited and accepted into its fellowship do you desire to be a member of this local congregation of the world church amen amen as we await our next baptismal candidate and invite you to come on up my brother they're happy to see you I know their face don't look like it they have masks covering half of it but they're happy to see you so at this time my brother we're going to just ask you a few questions I'm going to ask that as I read each question each vow that if it is your intention and it's your desire to uh, attest to that that you either raise your right hand or say yes or as I told man you can jump around and spin around whatever your desire may be to express your affirming of these vows do you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior and Lord and do you desire to live your life in a saving relationship with him you can let me know by saying I I do or raise your hand or there you go you can look at me yes sir do you accept the teachings of the Bible as expressed in the statement of fundamental beliefs of the Seventh-day Adventist Church and do you pledge by God's grace to live your life in harmony with these teachings amen and finally my brother 
Do you desire to be baptized as a public expression of your belief in Jesus Christ? To be accepted into the fellowship of the Seventh-day Adventist Church and to support the church and its mission as a faithful steward by your personal influence, tithes and offering, and a life of service. Amen and amen. You have heard the accepting of these baptismal vows, church family. And if it is your pleasure at this time, the floor is open for a motion to accept these two baptismal candidates into the fellowship on the condition of baptism by immersion in water. It's been moved. Do I hear a second? It's been moved. It's been properly second. Are there any questions on the motion? If there are no questions, if it is your desire to accept these two baptismal candidates into the household of faith upon a condition of baptism by the immersion of water, let it be known by saying aye. aye. All opposed, we oppose you. The motion is carried. They're happy to have you. That's what that means. They're happy to have you. And so at this time, we're going to escort our baptismal candidates up to the pool. And while they're going up there, we're going to ask that the screen be raised. We're going to pray over the water. Amen, amen. to introduce our baptismal candidate and our newest member I'm just going to ask for the Holy Spirit to come and dwell with us and stir the water let us pray father in heaven we thank you so much for this opportunity dear Lord we are witnesses of your manifesting power dear God in the lives of your children and so dear Lord as we are here now we're asking that you would do the thing dear Lord that only you can do dear Lord you parted water dear Lord you moved water you allow, dear Lord, fish and crustaceans, dear Lord, to sit up on the side of water. And so now, dear Lord, we're asking that you will touch this little body of water we have here in Daughter of Zion. Here, dear Lord, in our pool, we have filled it up, dear God. But we're asking, dear Lord, that now that we have filled it up, that you will fill it up, dear Lord, with your goodness. Transform it now, dear Lord, from the city of Delray water, dear God. Transform it, dear Father, that it will cause, dear Lord, a moving, dear Lord, in the souls of those which have their feet, dear Father, the soles of their feet resting in it even now, dear Lord. 
I pray, dear God, that this water will be converted and transformed from its natural, normal use, dear God, to that, dear Lord, which is spiritual, dear Father, that, dear God, which is transforming of lives, dear Lord, and purpose. Dear God, do the thing now. Breathe, I beg you. Hover, dear Lord, as you have hovered in times past and cause, dear Lord, the ripples, cause, dear Lord, the waves, cause, dear Lord, all that is done now in this watery grave of baptism be, to be done, dear Lord, according to your purpose and your will, that, dear Lord, all those who come out of this water today will know they've encountered you, not just for today, but for henceforth and forevermore. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. Our first candidate to be baptized today is Sister Mandy Brittill. Will the friends and family members who are here in support of Mandy stand? young person who's on fire for the Lord and what you have to remember is it was actually last year that her brother was baptized and so Mandy wants to make sure that she's present for the great family reunion up in glory and so Mandy because of your faith in God now baptize you in the name of the Father in the name of the Son and in the name of the Holy Ghost. None but the righteous. None but the righteous. None but the righteous. The today is Brother Manuel Boca. And will the friends and family members who are here in support of Emmanuel please stand? Amen. amen, amen. And this is your church family, Brother Emmanuel. Brother Emmanuel has been studying uh, Bible lessons with Sister Tracy for quite some time. And Brother Emmanuel realized the soonness of God's return. And so, Brother Emmanuel, because it is your desire to make heaven your home, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Ghost.
What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. There's nothing like a baptismal service. Now, I want you to remember to like and share and subscribe today's program as well as um, this afternoon we have lunch actually across the across the road here for you so if you're hungry you just got some spiritual food now you can have some physical food across the way we prepared a meal for you but I would like if you now would stand with me as we close with prayer also remember August the 10th is when we start our evangelistic series I'm looking to see everyone who is here today to come out and support and to bring one or two or three people with them. All right, can we all stand for benediction? Father, we just want to thank you for life, health, and strength. We thank you for today's service. Lord, help us to realize how much you care for us, how much you're there for us. Lord, we just ask that they help us not just to spend time with you on the Sabbath, but to each day to die daily to self and to put you first. We thank you for this day. We thank you for the Sabbath day. Now continue to keep us and guide us. In Jesus' name we ask all things. Amen. You guys enjoy your Sabbath day.